When, when we actually said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We set it in stone and we were going to run with it. We were quickly met with that opposition. Quickly. And I, I didn't understand what it was, but uh, one of the things that I've, that I've learned about myself is how I react to the opposition. That's been really cool. Pastor Lori pointed something out to me when I was talking to her about a situation. And, and I'm, I'm just talking to her, just telling her how it went. And she says, well, what was your response? And I told her, and I said, but anyways, you know, that's what happened. And she said, but that's, don't look at the problem, what happened, but what happened with you? Your response. And I said, all right. And she said, well, that's good. That's growth. That this is how you reacted, because you could have reacted like this. I said, yeah, you're right. And so when she pointed that out a few months back, so now I kind of, I kind of, um, I, I just kind of, Check, check myself, you know. Sometimes people, you heard them say they do a self-inventory, a self-check. And so, so I, I, uh, I kind of, um, um, I'm conscious of, of how, my, how I'm responding to, to, the, uh, to the situation, the opposition that's coming, right? And so we were quickly met with opposition. And um, pastor had no idea. Pastor had no idea. Before all this happened, and this is what he said, he called me one morning, and, and uh, we hadn't even started the job. We were like right there, we were about to start, or, or we, were, um, we were, we started a lot of preparation, but we hadn't actually started the job yet. And so then he calls me one morning, and he says, what are you doing? And I told him, you know, just getting ready, doing some stuff for the work. He said, all right. And this is all he told me. He says, I got, I got, this is what I got for you this morning. This is what I felt the Lord called me to tell you. You remember what it was, Pastor? He said, keep your head up, keep the word in your mouth, get the job done, and don't listen to the devil. He had absolutely no idea what kind of week I was about to get into. He didn't know, but God knew. God knew. And so when we, the first day, this is, this is a few things that happened to us. So we get on the road, me and my brother, we get off, um, you know... We're excited now. We finally got these columns built, and now we get on to the job to go drop the stuff off. So on the way back, the truck breaks down. The truck broke, left me on the side of 59, and it's like, man, I mean, we need the truck. We need the trailer. We're, we, we need it. It's like an hour away, and we need it. So um, my brother's like, man, bro, and man. And I said, yeah, well, okay. We'll just deal with it, right? We'll just deal with it. All right, cool. So right away, I got on call Smith Towing. They coming out. I call somebody else. He's coming from my trailer. All right, we got it taken care of. What are we going to do? Man, we'll figure it out. Something. We'll figure it out tomorrow. I'm just kind of tired right now. I just went to the Herald and come get me on the side of the road. It's dark out here, and it's dangerous. You know, we're on the side of the road where it's super dark, and it's like 9 o'clock at night right up between Shepherd and Cleveland. And so that's the first thing that's happened. The very next morning when I wake up, I wake up, and I got the chills. Like I called JV and I said, hey man, I ain't going to be able to go to work with you. He says, what, what happened? I said, you're going to have to go by yourself. And so he went on and did what he could on his own that day. But I got sick, man. I had the body chills, aches, whatever. And then uh, I came to church. Uh, Pastor Lori prayed for me. Boom, knocked that stuff off. She said earlier, we believe what we pray for here. And so, you know, we, we believe it. And so I knew that I was going to get healed. I just needed to make it to the house of God that Wednesday. 
And so I got up out of the bed, feeling the way I was feeling, and I went ahead and came. The third thing, uh, the third thing, <laughs> the third thing, <laughs> sometimes that uh, Latino kicks in. <laughs> That's the Mexican roots for y'all. The third thing that happens, we rent the truck, we head to work, and the trailer is loaded down, and we have a blowout. I got the rental. We got the truck. We got the rental. We're back in business, JB. And we're going, and then all of a sudden, and I look, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Blah, 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 blah. So he's all like, what are we going to do, man? What are we going to do? I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to go. I just kept thinking, we're going to go to work. We're going to go to work. We're going to, you know. Because by this time, the Lord had already reminded me. Keep your head up. Keep the word in your mouth. Get the job done. And don't listen to the devil. That's a good word. Pastor had no idea. But God did. Amen. So Jerry's freaking out. You going to pull over, bro? No, we're going to keep going. If I have to ride the shoulder all the way down to Livingston, Texas, we're going to ride it. I jumped on that shoulder, Pastor. I'm doing 30, man. But we're going to go. And I ain't stopping. Man, bro, man, that thing's going to have to fall off, I guess. I mean, the, the trailer better be dragging on the street before I just shut this thing down. But we're going to get to the job site, JB. We're going to get to the job site. That's all I kept thinking. we got to get to the job site. And we did it on the shoulder all the way to Livingston. I took a left. Uh, not far up the road, there's a tire shop. I pulled in there. The guy goes, man, it's a 15-inch. You're not going to be able to find one out here. So uh, we went on to the job site, busted up tire and everything. On the, when I pulled up on the side of the road, Jerry turned on the welder and took the grinder out <laughs> and grinded a piece of that tire off. <laughs> but we made it to the job site, and we got the job done. The fourth thing, right, all of a sudden... All of a sudden, Pastor Lori, one of my guys, he decides that he wants more money. I'm like, what? Well, yeah, it's because, you know, this is what we thought. No, 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 no. Listen, man, I don't got the room paid for you. You came all the way out here. When you got here, I said, here's your per diem. Here's a little bit of spending money. Here's the key to the room. Let's go to work. Here's a little bit extra for your truck. And now you here we are at the three days later, I'm about to pay you, and you're saying, Well, what about the rest? What what the rest of what? Well, it's because I thought maybe you should give me more. Oh, are you serious right now? And so now he doesn't want to come back to work because he got his feelings hurt, Pastor Eli. I was a little too strong with him. Bunch of undeveloped workers. <laughs> we made it though, man. We made it. Thankfully we had the eighteen. We had Alex, we had Chris, uh, AJ, not Christian, and Hector. And we made it work, man. Them guys right there, they were out there with me. They were out there with me and JV. A couple of times, what was it, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night? It's dark. Come on, Hector, man, shine that light right here. That's where I need the light at, man. Because you know you want to look around over there. Oh, it's just cool out here. Look at the water. No, man, look at me. <laughs> This is where I need you at, bro. They did good, man. And if it wasn't for these, these, these guys, we wouldn't have made it. Yeah. So the Lord send, send the help, right? The grown men that work for me, 
Not all of them, just that one. And I haven't seen them since. Yeah, I haven't seen them since. He goes, it's just on this one, Mr. Ben. I just don't feel comfortable. I don't want to go back. You don't want to go back because you got your feelings hurt after me and you discuss why in the heck, what's wrong with you? (laughs) One day we get to the job site. We're pretty close to the end and my brother has a family emergency. We hadn't been there but 30, 40 minutes. And it's a big day. And I can see the frustration. And I can see the... I can see it in his face. He's got to be with his family. Heck, I would too. I'm like, dang. So I just got there. We just showed up. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, I got to get in there. I guess we have to leave. But I couldn't. So I said, JV, there's the keys to the truck, man. Unhook the trailer, drop the trailer, and go. What? You're going to have to go. You're going to be gone for the rest of the day. And, And he left, and I stayed there. And they're like... Mr. Ben, you out here by yourself today? I said, oh, yeah, there's just some things other people had to do. But, you know, I just want, I just, I, the client has to know that, I would, that we were still working. Right? So I, I was there all day. Um, he took care of his of a situation. And then he showed up about 8 o'clock at night, 8.30, back to get me. And we got it done, though, y'all. Right? We got it done. About a week into the job, Mr. Howard calls me. Hey, hey, man, how's it going, buddy? Just wanted to call and see how everything's going on over there at the job and everything. Y'all got it going because he knew what was happening. And I shared with him the few things that was going on. And, and he, he says, but you're still going. And I said, oh, yeah, we got to keep working. He said, ain't that cool, though, man? I said, what's that? He goes, it's good that, that you're in a position to where, you know, when you're, you're met with this opposition, you, you can just, just roll right on through and still keep doing it. I said, yes, sir, we got to get it done. He said, that's good, man. This is exactly what Pastor's been talking about. And I said, what's that? He said, developing. And then he says to me, you're developing as you go through this job. I said, you sure right about that, Howard. You sure right about that. So then when I hung up, that's when the Lord started ministering to me. And the Lord says, there, there are many blessings attached to this job. He said, this job is not only about you. This job is bigger than you. Then he started showing me how in the same way there are many blessings attached to your development. There are many blessings attached to your growth. Development is not about you. One might say it is, but development is really, if you think about it, it's about those around you. Your growth or your lack of will have an impact on the people in your life. A positive or negative impact. Your growth your spiritual growth, your development, it's going to have an impact in, in your life. As I sit and I look around my personal life, I can see how my personal development, how my growth and personal development has really changed my world. It really, really and truly has changed my world. It's changed my world. It's changed my lifestyle. It's changed my attitude. It's changed my thinking. It's changed how I see money. It's changed how I view people. It's changed how I communicate with people. It changed how I um, should, you know, it's helped me to better communicate with folks. It's changed my, uh, my raising of my kids. It's changed my marriage. My personal growth and my personal development has changed me. And my world and has had a positive impact on those closest to me. And so it will with you. But you got to make the choice to want to develop. You have to grow. You can't stay stuck where you're at. If you're staying stuck where you're at, there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. I tell people, 
I never like to tell people not to leave, like, like you know, leave churches or nothing like that. That's not, that's not me. But I mean, listen, man. If 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 I'm at a church and I've been there for a long time, right, and I'm not developing, maybe it's time for me to go. Because it's supposed to be about growing. We're supposed to be developing. One thing I really, 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 really appreciate, and so should all of you guys that that are members here, about our pastors. Is they're not the kind of folks, they're not the kind of leadership that we're under where they're not going to want you to develop to your maximum godly potential that he may be able to use your gifts. They're not going to not want you to develop and they're not going to want you to stay un- undeveloped. They're not going to want you to be like, whoa, we can't, man, I mean, shoo, Pastor May is an awesome preacher, man. We got to just keep it right here. What happens if somebody out there wants her? Who wants Man, we just wanted to be cross church, so well, let's just not let it preach. Well, let's just whatever, whatever goes on behind doors of people. I don't know. They're not like that. No, on the contrary, Sister Amelia, listen, man, you got a gift, girl. You need to develop that gift. We need to make you some YouTube videos. You need to start doing this. You need to start doing that. Matter of fact, I'm going to put you in contact with Pastor Bob, and then I got some other pastor friends, and I'm going to make some phone calls. And man, we got to use that gift. Because it's not about here, it's about the world. And who Jesus wants to impact through us. And I really appreciate that about our pastors. They'll help us to develop. They'll help to uh, pull those God-given gifts out of you. To take you and and just whatever it is and however God wants to use you. And I really appreciate that about our pastors. There are many blessings that are attached to your personal growth. There are many blessings that are attached to your marriage. If I develop as a man, I'm going to be a better person all the way around. I'm going to be a better friend. I'm going to be a better brother. I'm going to be a better uh, 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 disciple, uh, leader to my pastor. I'm going to be a better employee. I'm going to be a better person, right? Then I get married. Then if I develop, if me and my marriage, if we have a, if we have a, uh, if my marriage developed, there's many blessings attached to my marriage. Right? Speaking of my marriage, (laughs) my lovely wife, there are many blessings. I can bless certain people as an individual, as a man, but with my wife, yeah, man, we can really help. We can really minister. We can. So there are many blessings attached to the development of my marriage. Yeah, yeah. Right? Beginning with my kids. I mean, what kind of a role model am I going to be? If my kids can, can see what's going on with me, if, if me and my wife have a... Have a uh, 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 if our marriage uh, grows, if our marriage develops, my kids are going to grow. My kids are going to develop. Right? Now, as my family grows and develops... Now we come and we become part of this church and this community. There are many blessings that are attached to my church development. This community, they don't even know that we're here yet. Like we are here and we come here and then we leave. Most of us don't really live here close by. There's a few, a handful of us that live real close by. But there's so many people out here in our area. And they don't even know we're here yet. We are a blessing. So we need to continue to develop and grow. So that we may be, we're, we're literally, we are. Cross Church is a blessing to this community. 
It really, really is. You know? It really is. So you see that development always has to do... Development always goes further than the one being developed. Development always goes further than the one being developed. Right? When Alex is with, was with his trainer and the guy is pouring into Alex and training him in the football and the, all that, it's further than him. It ain't just for his personal growth. It's so that he can be out there and be a blessing to his team and help take that team to another level. It's always about the next person. Development is bigger than you. It ain't, it ain't just about you. Listen, and if you got the attitude, well, man, it is about me because I need to become a better person and me and then forget that. Listen, if they want the help, they're going to have to get the help. I'm not going to. Well, no, that's selfish. You ain't developed. You still need some work. Yeah. Let's look at Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul often considered to be one of the most uh, important people after Jesus as far as the uh, history of Christianity. He went from, watch, he went from persecuting Christians. He went from killing believers. Right? This guy went from persecuting followers of Jesus to following Jesus himself. His conversion was so awesome that even like, you know, like people that he was persecuting... They see him come back around and they're like, whoa, man, hold him up. I see him. He's coming around talking. To, you know, he's preaching now. But people are afraid of him. Like, no, 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 no. I don't want to talk to this guy. That's that dude that used to come in here and whoop. No, no, no. We can't do that. Yeah. Right? And so they were, um, hey, man, it ain't time yet. <laughs> I promise you I'm going to get you out of here on time. Y'all going to make it to y'all's chicken. <laughs> or fish. Let's see. Apostle Paul, he went from persecuting followers to being a follower of Jesus himself. After his amazing conversion, conversion there it is again, y'all. After his amazing conversion on the, on the road to Damascus, he went on to write 13 out of the 27 books in the New Testament. That's Apostle Paul. Now that brother's development... Has it been a blessing to us? Just us here. Yes? Right? I mean, there's so much. And here's just a few that I, that I have picked. Here are a few things that we can learn from Apostle Paul. One, God can use anyone. Here's a brother that was persecuting, killing Christians. You see, there's nobody that can come to me and say, Man, I messed up so bad, Ben. I messed up so bad, man. God will never forgive me. Because my first question would be like, Have you ever killed a Christian? What? Nah, man, you're crazy, man. No, 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 listen. But, man, you don't understand the stuff that I did. It's bad. Well, he, look, let me tell you something. There's a brother by the name of Paul. Yeah. Let me tell you what he did. And let me tell you what he's doing now, though. Yeah? So God can use anyone. Yeah. Number two that we can learn from his development is that no one is beyond the saving grace of God. Exactly. God was more than willing to forgive Paul for the countless lives he took. And transformed him into a completely different person. Completely. Don't tell me that brother's too far gone. Oh, that brother's too far gone. They used to tell Big Chris, Big C over there in prison. That brother's too far gone. That brother's too far gone. That's what they used to say. Mm -hmm. Top ranking guys in the prison. 
up there at East Ham Unit in Love Lady, Texas, when I used to go minister over there. I was like, what's so big about Big C, man? That there you said, the other brother's too far gone. They say, you don't understand, man, Ben. Anything that happened, if there was a hit on somebody, anything that happened in this prison, that's the number two guy I had to go through him and this, all this, this prison. But when I met Big C, big, tall, black fellow like that, when I met my man Big C, Big C was worshiping the Lord like I ain't never seen nobody worship. Big C was part of the worship team. Big C had his hands up, tears coming down his face, singing his heart out for Jesus. Don't ever tell me that somebody's too far gone. Ain't nobody too far gone. Everybody has an opportunity to develop. Another thing we can learn from Apostle Paul is our past doesn't define us. Philippians 3.13, he says, Forgetting what is behind and straining for what is ahead. I've heard it said before, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Our past does not define us. If we continue to grow, if we continue to develop, you ain't going to be the same. Pastor said last week, we ain't finished yet. And we don't even know what we're going to look like. And, and then the last one, there's just so many on uh, Apostle Paul. But the last one and one of my favorites is, it's one of my favorite scriptures. I used, to, I used to write this to my wife all the time. It's in Romans 8, 37 and 38. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Absolutely nothing. No demon in hell. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Nothing, 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 nothing. And that's just a few things to name. Paul's development and spiritual growth has had an enormous influence on Christians and we are still learning about from him. And the letters and the books that he wrote. Amen? How about Job? Job. Job was a blameless and an upright man. That's what the Bible calls him. And what seems to be one day lost everything. Job never cursed God. Talk about development. He never cursed God. And just like that, he lost it all. Some of us in this room who have been through some, through some things, we've been through some pain. We, I include myself in it. We've been through some things and some of us ask, why God, why did this have to happen? Or why can't this happen? Or why couldn't it be like this? Or why won't you hear me? Or why, or why, or why, or why, or why? We have a lot of whys, right? It's important to learn and to trust God and stay faithful to Him, even if we don't receive an explanation for our sufferings. Sometimes we will never know why things happen the way they do, but we can be assured that God is with us. Woo! He's with us in the mix of the pain. God is with us. God is with us. God is with you in the middle of your pain. God is with you. You just have to trust it and believe it. But Pastor Ben, you don't understand. I understand, man. I've been through some things. Me and my wife have been through some things. Me and my wife had experienced some pretty serious things in, you know, in our lives. And yeah, we sit down and we take this mic and pass it to everybody in this room. I guarantee everybody in here 
have some painful stories to share. But I see you guys all here today smiling. I see you guys all praising the Lord. Yeah. That's right. Because we're learning. Because we're developing. Yeah, because we're learning to trust in God. We're learning to trust that God, I know you're with me in the pain. Even though I don't want the pain. I don't, I don't like the pain. I, I want the pain to go away. Even though I haven't heard you when you answer my why. Right? Because we're learning and we're growing. Job never abandoned his faith. But he did waver between faith and doubt. In his talking. Like most people would do in, when they're in pain. Pastor said something a few years ago. He said pain should never be allowed to speak. You remember that? Pain should never be allowed to speak. When I listen to people, I'm listening to their heart. When I met my wife, um, like, I think it was seven years ago, maybe we had an argument. And uh, we were arguing about something. And I was like, golly, girl, come on. Like, man, this is not even that. And it's not this. Can we just get on with life? Like, we're done with that already. That's an old argument. And we just kept on and kept on and kept on. And I'm sitting there listening to her, and then she says this. She says, you know what? Just go ahead and go. Just leave. I know you're going to leave anyways. I'm like, what? She goes, go, man. Just go ahead and go. Just leave and do what every other man in my life has done. And right there and then, I heard the pain talk. We got to learn to listen to the heart talk, Ryan. I heard her pain speaking. I said, yeah, no, I'm done with this. Hey, look here. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to put this movie on and I'm done. If you want to fight, you're going to be talking to the wind. I'm done. This, is not, this ain't got nothing to do with me. This is your past. This ain't got, you're not fighting with me. You're fighting with your past. But I'm not the one, baby, because I ain't leaving anywhere. I love you. I'm saying. I'm here. So she came out of the shower and everything was good. But I was listening to her heart. She had been done wrong before. Other people might have walked out on her life. And I thank God that they did. Because they just let it right to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Job, a lot of times, was speaking out of pain. Job, uh, although he never abandoned his faith, Job wavered in between faith and doubt. Right? Uh, here's uh, faith talking right here in uh, Job 1 and 21. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Alright? And then a few uh, passages of scripture over in Job 3 and 3. May the day of my birth perish in night. And even the night that said a boy is conceived. In other words, he was saying, man, I wish I was never born. So one day... The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And then, man, I wish I was never born. So you got faith talking, you got doubt talking. All right, here's another one. Job 27, 3 to 4 says, As long as I have life within me, the breath of God in my nostrils, my lips will not say anything wicked, and my tongue will not utter lies. That's faith, right? And here comes the doubt. I cry out to you, God, but you do not answer me. I stand up and you merely look at me. You turn to me ruthlessly with the might of your hand. You attack me. If I hear one of my buddies talking like that, I'm going to be like, hey, man, I don't know about my man over here. I think he might be backsliding, man. Something's going on with him. He's losing his faith, man. Hey, brother, you okay? He's going to be fine. That's just pain speaking. Y'all been some pain before. 
We just got to learn that it's just pain. Sometimes you just got to just let it be. You ain't got to always just say, try to get them right. They're already right. They're just hurting. Pain. It's just pain speaking. Right? And unless you've been through it, you never know what that individual really, really is going through. Unless you've actually been through it. Then you can comfort them and say, listen, I've been through this before. Right? And you can help speak some words into his life. We have to hear a person's heart. All Job was doing was speaking through the pain. Several times Job pleaded for answers. And in the end, Job got no answers, but he did develop and got a renewed vision of God. I'm going to read Job chapter 42. And I'm sorry, um, Ashley, I didn't ask you to put this up. So I'm going to just read Job 42. I'm going to read 1 and 6. It says here, 1 through 6. Job 42 says this. It says, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou uh, can do all things, and, and that no purpose of thine can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have declared that which I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Here now I will speak, I will ask thee, and do thou instruct me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now I see. I heard of you, but now I see. Now, okay, you hear that statement he just made way back in chapter 42, but way back in chapter 1, God said that he was a blameless man. A righteous man. So I'm not sure what his thinking was about God. The way that God describes him in the beginning in the book of Job chapter 1. You would see this dude was a solid dude. Had an awesome relationship with God. Maybe he had a mentality of you know. uh, I'm doing good so therefore good things are going to come to me. Because I'm just doing good. So I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to do the upright thing. I'm going to be in right standing. Because he always did the right thing. That was Job. But all of a sudden, it says here, I heard of thee, but but now I see. The man who was blameless and full of integrity before his suffering was now even greater than his suffering. That's what I'm saying. If we can learn to trust God and know that he's in the midst of our pain, man, you're going to come out stronger, Pastor. If I said it, we we don't know what we're going to look like. And this brother came out stronger. If you allow God to develop you through the pain and suffering, you'll come out on the other side and not even recognize yourself. And last but surely not the least, the man himself, the man of the hour, Jesus, mi fiel amigo. Jesus, my faithful friend. The one thing, the the one that we can truly learn from on the topic of development, Jesus. And I'm going to be in the book of Luke, chapter 2, when Jesus was a baby. It says here in the book of, so, so this is what's going on here. 
Jesus was about eight days old, and this is when, when, they, when they went to name him. It's, it says here, Jesus is presented at the temple. And it starts off and says, and when, and when eight days were completed before his circumcision, his name was, was, was given to him, Jesus. And it was the name given to him by the angels before he was conceived in the womb. Okay, so this is what's going on here. They brought him, his parents, Joseph and Mary, and they're they're presenting him. And then the, the Bible says um, in in two verses thirty nine and forty, it says, "And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city of Nazareth, and the child continued to grow and become strong. And the child continued to grow." And become strong, increasing in wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. The baby boy continued to grow. Amen? And then, the very next passage of scripture, Luke 2, same chapter, verses 51 and 52. Jesus was about 12 years years young here. And it says in uh, verse number 50, And they... Well, I'm just going to go ahead and read the story so you guys know. His parents visited Jerusalem and then the little boy gets lost. And his parents used to go to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he became 12, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. And as they were returning, after spending the full number of days, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. And his parents were unaware of it. He just got away from them. But, su- but supposed him to be in the caravan. And when a day's journey, they got pretty far ahead. <laughs> and when a day's journey, and they began to look for Jesus among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. And it came about that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding. His parents are watching all this, right? And the Bible says that all who heard him were amazed. They were amazed. Parents are just watching this, probably thinking, what the heck is this little boy doing? And when they saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have anxiously been looking for you. And he said to them, Why is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I was in my father's house? And they did not understand the statement which he made. <laughs> Pastor Eli, I was thinking about this, and I laughed at that. It says, and they didn't understand the statement he made. So this is where I went to in my mind, right? There's Alex. Babe, where's Alex? I don't know, I thought it was with you. I thought you had him. (laughs) Oh, man, come on, babe. We were just over here at the Sonic, you know, getting the special drinks. (laughs) And we're already all the way over there in in the country. So we got to come all the way back out to pick him up. So then we find him. Hey, babe, look, there's Alex. Hey, Alex, what are you doing, man? You know, me and your mom had to go all the way over there, and she's all worried about it. You know how mama gets, you know? She was like ripping the clothes like in the Bible. Oh, where's Alex? <laughs> you know, 
And then we had to come back and find you, boy. And then Alex looks up at me and Alex says, Why is it that you're looking for me? Did you not know that I'm doing my father's business? Man, shut your mouth, boy. Come on, let's get on over here. Get your butt in this car. Man, come on, let's go home. What are you talking about? That's how I see that they looked at him. Because it says here, they did not understand the statement that he was making. They probably was like that. that look, you know, Pastor Levi? What? Man, come on, boy. Let's get on out of here. We don't went on a whole one day's journey. And you talking about your man? Get Come on. And when he went down with them, so he left with mom and dad. It says, and when he went down with them to, to and he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and he continued, this is important, y'all, and he continued in subjection to them. Yeah. And he continued in subjection to them. The boy knows what he's capable of. That's why he made that bold statement. Woman, listen. I'm right here doing my father's business. They weren't having it. Mom and dad said, man, get your butt over here, man. Let's go. We got a long way to walk. But that's cool. All that authority. Jesus, the 12-year-old boy. And this is here. And he continued in subjection to them. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Watch this, y'all. What happens after he continued to submit to his authority? What do y'all think happened? He continued to grow. Because if he's not growing, he's stuck. If we're not growing, we're stuck. And Jesus, the very next scripture, and Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in the favor with God and man. Increasing. Alex has been used mightily. How old are you right now? You're 18? So I think he was, um, and I don't remember, maybe 12? Maybe 13? We were at a men's, uh, a men's, y'all, grown men, Bible study at Galveston. We did a little fellowship out there. All the fellas went out there one day. Uh, Ryan, I don't know if you were with us over there. Um, one of the other boys from the Galena Park was there. And um, he, uh, Alec had this look on his face. Brother Daniel was teaching, and it was a bunch of us, about 15, 20 guys. We were barbecuing. We had a good time out there. And Alex comes, man, and when he's, when he's under that anointing, his demeanor changes. And so um, he, he comes up to me, he stands next to me, and he says, uh, Hey, Ben, I think I got a word. And I said, All right. How many of y'all know that God is a God of order? Yeah. yeah? Alright. So listen, the pastor's preaching and I got a word. I'm not just going to... I'm not going to just get up in the middle of his preaching. Thus says the Lord. Man, y'all going to be like, what the heck? <laughs> pastor's going to be like, PB, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Ain't going to fly. We got to do things right. So this boy comes to me and he says, hey, I think I got a word. And I, and I look at him. And I said, okay. And you know, man, listen, y'all, as his father, sometimes I'm be, I feel like saying, well, what is it? You know? Like, I have to examine. Like, I got to know first, man. I got to make sure. B- 
But, but I've just got to learn from Jesus. <laughs> Lord, I hope this is really you. So I said, uh, Brother Daniel. So Daniel was already kind of finished. And I said, uh, Alex feels like, Alex believes that he has a word from God. And he said, uh, well, all right. So now to put it in his hands, now he's going to do what he's going to do with it. And so Daniel says, man, the Bible says that, um, and I forget the scripture, how it goes, but he says that the, that out of the mouths of babes, that, you know, or, or God will use the kids to prophesy or something along those lines. And, and he says, so this, this, this evening, uh, we have a young man that feels he's got a word from the Lord. Come on up, Alex, come on up, man. And so if y'all, y'all been around Alex long enough, Ryan seems to be like, man, boy, what's up, boy, you going pro already? He's seen this great big old giant. Well, Alex wasn't like that. Alex was like this. He was a little round boy. He's like this big square now, man, this big old dude. And so Alex gets up there, man. But listen, y'all, when it's God, it's God. And that little, that little boy got up there, and he just looked up. And when he started speaking, boom, it was fire. I was like, whoa. And uh, it was a very strong word. It was very strong. It was a very strong uh, thing that he was talking about. It dealt with man issues, right? And, uh, and, uh, and he did it. And, and then another time it happened in another uh, Bible, uh, men's fellowship. And then another time over there at Panera Bread. Remember you had a word for them people over there at the, another men's fellowship. We need to have a men's fellowship pastor and the boy's going to, uh, God's going to use him, I guess. But, but what I'm saying is this, y'all, is that, listen, I know that he's gifted. Me and, and his mama both know. We know that the voice has got a call on his life. But just because he prophesied to a few guys at the beach or at Brother Daniel's house or over at Panera Bread don't mean that the voice, he's going to, well, that's it, man. Let's, 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 let's hit the road. Let's go prophesy. You're an evangelist. Nah, nah, he, he's got a gift. But in the midst of the gift, Alex ain't never said, Ben, what's wrong with you talking to me like that? Don't you know I'm doing my father's business? He's never told me that. Or his mama. He's still developing, y'all. And God is developing him. Now I can, I can create like, like a spiritual abortion. And I can stop that development if I stop developing. See, me and his mama, we're his parents. He lives with us every single day. If we stop developing, we're going to hurt that dude. Listen, our development is not about us. I've already said it. It's about other people. Parents, your development is not about you. It's about your seed. And when the enemy is trying to take you down, parents, he's trying to take you down for the seed. It's not for you. It's for the seed. Mom and dad, you're already grown. Yeah, you can a little, little preaching here and there. You do some stuff here and there. Cool. All right, good. But with the next generation, man, we got stuff going on out there that I can't even understand. How am I, how am I supposed to minister to these dudes? Some of these 13, 14-year-olds, some of the stuff, they look at me, man, what, whatever. I ain't trying to hear that. I'm not at their level. God is raising up the younger generation yes. to reach them. So when the enemy comes at me, I recognize it's not about me or my wife. It's about the seed that he's after. It's about the seed, y'all. You understand, Taylor? It's about the seed. That's why he fights you hard. Because you heard, Pastor, 
That boy right there, man. That little boy. Something special on that little boy. So whenever you feel opposition and whenever you feel that resistance, like, oh, man. Let that encourage you. Shoot, I'm going to fight through this thing. I'm going to have my baby born. Jesus did not begin his ministry until he was 30 years old, y'all. I've been saved for 14 and for 15 years, and I'll be, I'll tell you this that I've been guilty of saying, man, God, you know, what is my calling or what are you going to do with me? I'm content where I'm at right now. I'm good. Lord, you got me running this business. This is what we're going to do for right now. This is where you got me at. I told Pastor Eli, for right now, this is what it is, but I don't know what's going to happen next year. Are we going to venture off into something else? I don't know what we're going to do. But right now, this is where I'm at. I was talking to Alex. Alex goes, man, I don't know what God wants me to do. I said, whoa, 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 bro, you get anxiety. Relax. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what God wants you to do. Right now, you do the best at what you got going on right now. What is that? That means you finish school. You work your hardest. You got it last year. You're in, you're in football. You want to go to the college? You want to get anything? Okay, well, stay with that. Stay right there. Lord, this is where you have me. This is where I'm going to come. Wherever you're at, keep doing what you do. Keep developing in that area. Keep growing in that area. And keep allowing God to lead you and develop you right where you're at. Amen. And then when he's ready to change it, he's going to change it up on you. I promise he is. Won't he do it? He'll do it. I never thought I'd be where I'm at. Two, three years ago, I never thought I was there. I was there. Man, I, in the midst of me doing this, oh man, maybe the Lord doesn't want me to do this. I'm going to go sell mattresses. Maybe the Lord doesn't want me to do this. I'm going to go work at the plants. Man, I was trying to figure out a way. The Lord says, all you got to do is get it. But I'm going to tell you all something. I heard, I heard uh, Sherry ask yesterday, I don't know the will. What, what's God's will for my life? This is what I believe, y'all. I'm going to tell everybody what the will of God is for your life. At least this is what I believe. I believe that the will of God is the word of God. And the more that you grow in the word of God, you, I mean, man, listen, I'm telling you, the more that I got into the word of God, the will of God is the word of God. I got into the word of God. I, be, I started to grow. The Bible says that Jesus kept increasing in the wisdom. Of who? Of his father. He was about his father's business. You increase in the word of God. You get in the word of God. Oh man, before what? That's for y'all. Y'all preachers. Maybe you got to be in the word of God daily. No, 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 no. You got to be in the word of God daily. So you can continue to develop. So you can continue to grow. Yes. And it ain't just for you. It's for the sake of others. And I promise you, man, all of a sudden, the Lord will drop an idea to open up a restaurant or something. You know? All of a sudden, the Lord will develop some kind of boldness inside of you. Say, hey, Lenny, man, listen, bro, I'm going to quit. I'm not coming to work no more. Why? Because I'm going to go do foundation full time. The Word of God. Yes, sir. Ain't going to happen just coming on Sundays and Wednesdays. You got to get into it. Grow, 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 grow into the Word of God. Continue to grow in the Word of God. So, so, so Jesus, it says in Luke 3.23, and he began his ministry, and Jesus himself was about 30 years old. I was, I'm 15 years old in the Lord, right? And, and so I'm, I'm okay with where I'm at now, because I'm just like every day. It's, the Lord will change it up on you from one day to the next. 
So this is it. Somebody needs to hear this right here. Look, do not get discouraged. Do not throw in the towel. God is still at work in your life. You just got to keep on moving forward, forgetting what's in the past. God is still in the development process in your life. Stay humble. Stay submissive to the authority over you at this point in your life and continue to grow. Stay submissive to the authority of God. If this is where you're at right now in this church, and this is your church, and this you call it church. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and he continued to... He continued in subjection to them. His parents, his overseers, his authority... We can learn a lot from this little boy. Yeah? Jesus. So don't get discouraged, man. He was 30 years old. He was 30 years old. 30 years old. And then, then his ministry just went on for like three years. But he was 30 years old, Ryan, before he, boom, comes out on the scene. Remember earlier I said that development is going to require dying to the flesh. Don't let pride get in the way of what, of what God is, is, used, is doing. Don't let pride get in the way of what He is working out of you and miss out on the huge blessing. My wife doesn't even know the story I'm about to share. But you know, I've been in the process uh, of looking for a vehicle. Right? I needed a new work truck. Hallelujah, I got one. Well, Pastor, I had to remind myself at the car lot this week that God is developing me. I was real, I mean, I was like, whoo, man, y'all don't know how close I was to walking out of that car lot. You know why, Lenny? Because your boy felt disrespected. Y'all know it's about respect. I'm going to respect anybody. I want to give respect because I want respect. That's what we men are. Who don't want respect? I want everybody to respect me. So I called this man, Mr. Whatever. I called him and he says, come on by. You want to come see the truck? I said, yes, I'll be there in a couple hours. I show up over there. I go into his office. He's got somebody. I said, I'm going to just be outside. I ain't in no rush. So I go and I sit outside. So then I, I know that the guy, his son is looking for me. So there's another guy. And I don't know uh, if he's maybe looking at... The other guy's outer appearance and my outer appearance, you know, I'm just kind of dressed regular, man. I just got some jeans on and my tennies and a t-shirt. Nothing fancy. You know, I just, I've been running some leads and working. I'm, I'm sweating a little bit. So, you know, the other guy's got maybe some nicer boots and some nicer jeans and a button-up shirt. And I, I don't. I have a t-shirt and some tennies and I'm just working. But I wanted to go look at this truck. So this young man comes out and I heard him. We were sitting on the parking lot. And I heard him say this. Hey, how you doing, sir? Really, really excited, too. Real excited. In Spanish. Hey, como esta? How you doing, sir? How you doing? Hey, yeah. My, my dad said you're here to see the truck. And the guy goes, what? Yeah, my dad. He said you're here to see the truck, sir. You want to go see the truck? I'm going to show you the truck. He's busy with somebody. I'm probably about from here to the piano, sitting across the other way on a little bench. And so I look up, and I even stand up and put my phone in my pocket. Because I'm thinking, well, surely the young man's going to turn around and look at me, Pastor Levi, and say, are you the one? This dude. Hey, how you doing, sir? Right? Huh? No, not me. I'm on good. He turns around, looks at me. 
keeps on walking. I said, boy, this little dude just disrespect me like that. <laughs> the heck he think he's doing? Does he know who I am? I'm PB and J. I felt disrespected, JV. And so all of a sudden, my little pride got hurt. My little ego got hurt. And I start to puff up my chest a little bit. I'll take my money somewhere else. So I sat out there for a little bit waiting. And I said, man, you know what? I'm going to go and com- confront this, this, this situation. So I go over there in the office and I open the office. And as soon as I stand in there, the little dude is talking to his dad. And he looks up and he, he, didn't, he, he doesn't, he knows why I'm in there. And he looks at me and the first thing he says goes, hey man, uh, I was just coming to get you. And I said, bro, you just walked right past me. I was out there. I heard what you were telling the other guy. And he goes, yes sir, uh, let me go get the keys. You ready to go look at the truck? Well, yeah, that's what I'm here to do. Okay. But you see, his excitement level is not up like he was with the other guy. To me, he's like, yeah, whatever you want to see. Okay, whatever. I said, yeah, man, I'll be outside so you can take me to see the truck. And that right there, Pastor, is when it started. I walked outside, and I'm like, man, forget this guy. All this is going on in my head. You know? Y'all remember what the word that he gave me earlier, right? Pastor said, don't listen to the devil. Man, I'm out there, and I'm going back and forth, and then he runs out there. Oh, man, I'm sorry, wrong keys. Let me go get the other keys. So I'm like, okay, this must be a sign, God. Yeah. And so I leaned back on that truck, and I took a deep breath, and I said, Lord, I'm still developing. I'm still developing, Lord. i got to develop past these silly emotions. I'm still developing. You'd be proud of me, babe, that I developed past that. Pride. What's wrong with you, boy? Disrespecting me, little fella. And I was about to walk out, y'all, and miss out on a huge blessing. You know, and, and, then, and then I was able to, um, we went to go look at it, and he wasn't being talkative at all. I don't know what was wrong with him. I don't know if he didn't like me. I don't know what the problem was. I kept thinking, man, what's wrong with him? So I was in the car with him, and I'm making small talk with him, and I can't get nowhere with him. Anyhow, um, he really did help me. He helped me more than his dad. He's the one that called me and my wife, and he did the paperwork, and he did everything. He did it all. And I talked to him a little bit afterwards, gave him some encouraging words afterwards. And I said, listen, I used to sell cars too, man. And you just keep doing what you're doing, you know. There's a lot of bad stuff that goes on in the car sales. But you just stay focused and stay honest. Always stay honest. Anyways, um, I had to develop past that, right? And so just, just, just know that we have to die to the flesh. We have to develop past those fleshly emotions sometimes. Because you never know when you're going to miss out on an opportunity because you're getting your feelings a little bit. Right? Jesus not only had to develop, but he also developed men. He worked with these folks, his disciples, regularly, preparing them for when, the, for when uh, preparing them because he knew his time was, was about to come. Right? We all have a time that we're going to leave, and so we must also prepare those that we have in our lives right now. Right? Pastor Levi has said it before. This is where I'm at. This is where the Lord has me. He works hard to develop us in this church. But who's to say that God won't call him to go somewhere else? I don't know. We don't ever know what God's going to happen. What? Pastor Levi is leaving? Are they 
No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that God just does what God does. You know? And so, if I, I, I guarantee if, if the Lord said, you know what, Pastor Eli, um, you're only going to be here, son, for like another six months. Man, I, 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 I guarantee that every day until the last hour, he'll be pouring into us. Continue to develop us. Continue to help us grow. And so, this is what Jesus was doing with his disciples. Jesus continued to develop people all the way until he went to the cross. His development saved millions of people and is still saving folks to this very day. Your development will save someone from eternal hell. Your development is generational. It's about the people around you. It's about the people you haven't even met yet. There's someone out there who's waiting and depending on your development. Jesus was about his father's business and we should be about our father's business as well. If you feel like you're in a dark place and you feel like maybe you ain't developing, let me encourage you with this. Think about the tree. Think about a seed. A seed develops in a dark place. You got to bury that bad boy in and you got to do your thing and water it and do the right stuff with it. And it begins to develop. And then it pops up and it continues to grow and produces some real good fruit. We must continue to develop. Your development brings glory to God. Our development brings glory to Him. It's all about Him, y'all. There are many blessings that are attached to your development. Do not throw in the towel in the process. Do not quit. Think about all that Jesus went through on His way to the cross. And He... It's probably one that I would say faced probably the most opposition out of anybody. Amen. This is my final story, y'all. Um, it happened on another job. Uh, so on this particular day, I woke up and things just start to go real bad real quick. And so um, I show up to the job site in, Lee, in uh, Kima. And when I get to Kima, um, number one, I was expecting a crew of four to show up and only two show up. And out of the two, one gets out and he's ready to work. And the other one's just chilling and lazy. So me and the other guy started loading the truck. And I said, hey man, is your man going to get out in here? What is he doing? Oh, see, he's going to come out right now. I'm like, well, tell him to come on with it. He didn't come. I mean, he showed up to work. We need to get to it. And then uh, I'm, I'm, I'm walking the job with him. I'm showing him. But one of them just got this attitude, man. He ain't trying to do nothing. So I got, it, I got an attitude too. I said, y'all know what? We ain't doing nothing today. What? I said, we ain't doing nothing today, man. But, but Mr. Ben, I said, y'all just get back in the truck. I'll, I'll call the foreman. What? So I sent him home. And then I called the two people that are in my corner always. I called Pastor and then I called my wife. And then after I hung up with both of them, I said, damn, man. So guess what I did after that conversation? <laughs> hey Amen. Y'all still want to work today? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so they came back to work. They showed back up to the job site. And I'm glad they did because even though that it was only two of them, they, um, they, they worked and, and we were further along on that day 
for when the next day when the four came out, we were further along. They were able to get a lot of stuff, uh, at least get a lot of prep work done for when the guy showed up the following day. So the, the, the day started off pretty rough. It kind of got pretty good. I'm on my way home. I am literally, I'm driving, and after the kind of day that I had, I'm trying to get my mind right because now I'm about to come home to my wife and the kids. And so I'm driving, and I'm like, man, Lord, whoo, Jesus, you know. And I'm praying, and I'm worshiping God, and I'm trying to get my mind together, and I'm coming down uh, 146, and I'm about to go over the Fred Harmon Bridge, and then the truck, boom, and it starts dancing. I'm like, oh And I went to go press the brakes, and the thing just went all the way to the bottom, and the truck didn't stop. And so I said, all right, no brakes, no freak out, Ben. So I started looking around real quick. And so right away, I made my way on over all the way to the shoulder. And um, again, I touched the brakes. It still went all the way to the bottom, no brakes. So then I went ahead and jumped on the shoulder. And at this point, I started to downshift. The truck starts to slow down because I'm going up the bridge. Now the Fred Hartman Bridge in Baytown, the big one. And so now that I'm going up, it's working in my... Um, it's just kind of freaking me out because it's a big bridge and I'm like underneath the water, over the water. Anyhow, um, remember I was telling you guys earlier that I've, I've learned some things about myself and, and some of those things have been how I react to the um, opposition. And so I got out, I looked at the truck, put it in park. All right, well, I can't stay here. I need to get on down and start making some phone calls. Somebody's got to come pick me up. And man, y'all... Um, so I was frustrated, so the, it wasn't that calm. As soon as I got out and I looked at the truck, I just kind of turned around and I looked over the bridge at the water, and I just had to let it out, man. I just, ah, just let out loud. Sometimes it's just good to just yell at nothing. And I just yelled loud. And then as I started yelling, ah, and I started saying, Hallelujah! 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 I just got to, you know, you got to encourage yourself sometimes, man. And I just said, you know what, Lord? And I started walking down this big old bridge. And I'm walking down. And I said, you know what, Lord? Man, Lord, thank you, God, that, you know, the brakes went out. But you know what, Lord? Thank you for that truck, Lord. Although the brakes went out, they're going to get fixed. Thank you for that trailer. It got me to work today. I know somebody's going to come rescue me. Thank you for the help that's coming. Thank you for this. Thank you for that, Lord. And I just had to find reasons to thank the Lord. And then all of a sudden, y'all looked up. I looked down the ground. And I saw this. This is what I found. Man. Tears came down my face. And I said, but most importantly, Lord, thank you that I'm saved. That's right. And you know what, Lord? I don't have brakes. And I could have had a bad accident. But you know what? If I'd have died, thank you that I'm saved. Thank you that I'm saved. So, think about all that Jesus endured to the cross. To this point. Yeah? Continue fighting the good fight of faith. Continue to develop. Don't throw in the towel. Keep on pushing. Don't matter what it looks like. Keep on moving forward. Continue. Don't stop. Amen.